What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. Today, we are talking about Deathloop, developed by Arcane Studios, published by Bethesda. So, Caleb, what was uh, your thoughts on this prior to it coming out? You know, I, I saw the trailers when it first, uh, sorry, I saw the trailers when it first kind of like came out and everything. Mm-hmm. And it, it looked interesting. It, uh, the concept to me was more of like uh, you're an assassin who's been given a mission to go and assassinate somebody. And there's another assassin who's trying to stop you. Right. Right. And so, like, I was just kind of like, eh, been there, done that spy versus spy type bullshit. <laughs> you know, like, I get it. It looks cool, but I don't know if it's really my thing. I did enjoy what looked to be like the time period that it was set in like mm. late sixties, early seventies yeah, type deal. And it did look like some of the weaponry was unique and not like real world, but it, I wasn't super intrigued by it with first look. Okay. Right. Right. Like it was just one of those, like, ah, it's another typical first person shooter, but there's a multiplayer aspect in it of there's this other assassin out there who's trying to stop you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I left it at that. But as it developed and I started learning that there was a time element into it and everything, Mm -hmm. I became more intrigued. I was like, hmm, this is looking different. This is looking interesting. It came out like there's in one day you have to eliminate eight or nine people. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're like, you have to kind of figure out how can I do it? Because they're all across this island. And at the same time, you have this other assassin who's trying to stop you. And if they stop, if they they kill you before you're able to do it, then everything resets again. And I was like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That intrigues me even more. I can get over the first person shooter aspect of it because that intrigues the shit out of me. So. It was like about a month before it came out that I finally went, okay, I'll pre-order it because it, it, it finally like it had built up my interest through the things that I'd seen through like Game Informer, trailers, all that other crap, yeah. you know, where I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. I got to, I got to like it. This, this has intrigued me enough. So that was my initial view on it. It, it took some time. I had to really warm up to it. it. It wasn't a straight like, bam, oh my God, I need this game. It yeah. was a, eh, well, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, no. Okay. I'm in. See, <laughs> and mine was kind of backwards because I remember when I first saw the trailer from this, it actually looked like you were going to be like, there was, there was nothing about other people like other specific targets on the island it was it literally was like you are trying to kill another assassin but then like you would body swap and then you would go into that other assassin and then be trying to get your own self so the first trailer that i remember seeing about this i was like wow that looks really interesting like yeah. how are they going to do this like i'm and I'm, I'm thinking of stuff of like well if i'm the first guy and i like run a route and do something like then if i die and i switch does that does the ai take over and make it run the same route and then i have to like remember what i did you know like it was oh, that would be intriguing though that would that would actually have caught me more because the first trailer i saw that i see what you're talking about because the way that they did the trailer was you were playing as one person mm-hmm. 
and then you get shot and as you're dying you see this other assassin and then you were playing as the other assassin who pulled the trigger on you yeah that's what it looked like but i remember um listening like i don't know if it said it or if i read it i'll, I'll be honest mm -hmm. it, it was a long time ago when the, the oh, initial yeah. trailer dropped and i remember it being you can either play as this assassin who is trying to eliminate a target or play as this assassin who's trying to stop the first one. The main protagonist. Yeah. Got it. And that's where I was like, oh, okay. So if I'm this guy, my my mission is to eliminate this guy. Right. But if I play this other character, my mission is to eliminate the first character yeah and that did not come and through. that didn't intrigue me right and i was gonna say and that didn't come through in in that first trailer that i saw yeah. so i was like oh i'll be interested to follow this and then COVID happened yeah and i and i just stopped paying attention to it it just kept getting pushed farther down the list of things that i was going to get around to well it just kept getting pushed farther down the list in general There's like also co that. covid pushed <laughs> a lot out we we all know this and death loop was one of them yes yeah no it definitely suffered from coronavirus that is for sure yeah. so yeah so i i like it just flew off my radar i didn't really think about it that much and then a bunch of other stuff was coming out that i was more interested in yeah. and it <clears throat> And it wasn't until you and I were talking about time loopy games and I was playing, I was looking at 12 minutes and you had brought up death loop again. I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that was going to be a by thing. At that point in time, <laughs> by the time you brought up 12 minutes, I was, I was like, this is, this is more intriguing now. Cause it's not a like mission based game where, where I need to, okay, here's my goal. I have this one super high value target. I've just been contracted to go and kill him and I need to go and kill him. No, it was, uh, we're on an island. There's this event going on. There's eight high class targets and I need to eliminate all of them mm -hmm. in one go. <sighs> and that's where I was like, that's different. <laughs> and then you add in the element of there's another player some complete random player out there who has jumped into my game as in a competitive assassin, not to eliminate my targets, but to stop me from eliminating my targets. And if they succeed, I have to start the whole day over and I lose all of my stuff. And I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. That, just, that adds a challenge to it. That went from zero to 60 really fucking quick. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why I brought it up again, because I was like, now this game, this game intrigues me. This adds a lot more elements into this game that I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm curious to find out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I knew it wasn't an open world game. It was a hub based game. But how do you do that? Right. How do you have a hub based game where... You need to travel and like, how were they going to do all of this? <laughs> and we'll reveal it here in a little bit. But it's like, but that's what intrigued me. That's why I brought it up again when you were talking about 12 minutes, because it was like, well, hey, look. And I, I do also find it funny that games do tend to follow this weird cycle. You ever notice that? Oh, yeah. Where like a certain type of games coming out. And then there always seems to be like five or six other games that are kind of similar to it that involves the same premise that are coming out around the same time. And it's like, do these guys like get together and go, you know what? 
I'm going to develop a time loop game. <clears throat> and everybody else is like, you know, that's a good idea. Let's develop a time loop game. Well, I don't know for sure about video games, but I know how it works for movies. You, you look at Armageddon and Deep Impact. Oh, yeah. Do you know how what it is? It's because the writers go to the studios and they say, I've got this idea for an asteroid hitting the Earth movie. Yeah. And the studio looks at it and goes, we don't want to do that because it's going to cost too much. Then they go to their own production company and say, we've got an idea for a movie. Do an asteroid hits the Earth. That's how you get it in movies. Not sure if it works that same way in video games. I don't know. But that that would be interesting to find out. It makes sense. Sorry, I because I, I I've never thought about it. Like, how do the ideas for video games get pitched? Mm-hmm. You know, because maybe it is. Maybe it's very very similar to that aspect of it. Of we have an idea for a video game, we're gonna go and pitch it to the the Ubisoft. studios or whatever. Ubisoft says no, no. and so they go to EA, and EA's like, yeah, yeah, we'll do. But it. U- Ubisoft is like, you know what? We want to put our own spin on this. We want you to start writing a game that's like this and producing a game that's like this. And here you go. Yep. Wouldn't maybe, surprise me. Wouldn't maybe. surprise me. <laughs> but but I, I always find it funny because there always seems to be this little kind of trend with some of these that come out around the same time periods and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, ah, that's interesting. So, yeah, we're talking about time games and here are two time games. And I don't know about you, but no pun intended it feels like forever since i've played something that had to deal with time loops um yeah i mean what i mean even time loops as a specific thing like there i mean you can talk about all the time travel games that you want to talk about but know? that's not the same it's not the same these. thing these are time loops yeah where you're stuck in a continuous cycle of a day or 12 minutes <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah it's a little bit different it is it really is but yeah that's why i brought up sorry go ahead no 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 i was just gonna say um so i i so i did not get around to doing this one because of one very important thing that you said random people jumping into my game to mess with me yeah it, it i've never been a big pvp fan i'm not ashamed to admit that i don't enjoy that kind of aspect so yeah once once that was brought i was like eh, i might check this so check out from here would it change your mind would you be willing to give it a chance if i told you you can shut that feature off without losing that ability um and what, here's what i mean it doesn't have to be a random person is it like a specific person or is it an AI? It's an AI. So that I could probably do. And so like you can you can shut it off so random people can jump into your game. You can also set it to where only friends can jump into your game. Okay. So like if I'm playing it and you're playing it and I see that you're on, I'm like, ah, I want to fuck with Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I can jump into your game and try and kill you. That, yes, that to me is, and it really, it just boils down to, I'm going to have more fun playing games with my friends than I'm going to be with random people. Yeah. You know, there are countless times I've done strikes in Destiny or done a, um, you know, an instance in World of Warcraft and had the rando show up. And I'm sorry, it's true, but you never know what kind of person you're going to get. Are you going to get somebody who knows what they're doing? Or are you going to get somebody who just wants to fucking flip the table? I'll talk more about that later on, but I was just wondering more of would that change your mind would you would you be willing to give it a shot knowing that you can shut that down and just have it be an ai person that jumps into your game 
randomly whenever like you you could play through three days and they never come in Mm. and then just all of a sudden you're playing through a mission and you get notified that they're they're in your mission because you do there and i'll I'll explain how that works but you get notified that like hey this person's in here hunting for you and you're like oh well that fucking changed things now i've got to i've got to watch my back for this ai that can pop up anywhere and do shit yeah that actually would knowing that i would probably be more inclined to check it out then. okay yeah okay I was just, so no thanks for letting me know yeah it because it it's fun <laughs> it's fun it, it, like i i personally would recommend this game to other people okay you like first person shooter genres that's great you like puzzles that's another thing that it's got some of mm-hmm. we did have a conversation about 12 minutes right 12 minutes puzzles and these puzzles are similar yet different because 12 minutes takes place in just a small room. This takes place on a big Island, Mm -hmm. right? So there's, there's that to take into consideration, but there's hints that are dropped. There's things that you can do. There's timings that you have to do and, and everything like that. There's a lot of factors that you have to take into consideration to figure out some of these puzzles and there's a shit ton of them. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love the fact that there's a shit ton of them. I love the fact that they span throughout the whole day, not just a certain time or whatever. Like, this is something that could travel all the way from morning to night to figure out the whole puzzle, you know? Mm-hmm. So it adds a complexity to it. And, um, like, so people who enjoy trying to figure those out awesome and then just figuring out the mystery of what the fuck is going on yeah that that to me is what drove me mm-hmm. the most is like what the fuck is happening like why is there a time loop why is there a time loop why are these people stuck in this time because you're not the only one right mm. like it, don't want to get into spoilers but you're not the only one so it, it's kind of like what is fucking going on on this island? Yeah. And why am I the odd man out? Which is the other aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? You know? So it's it's trying to figure out those things. And that's what I enjoyed about it the most. Because as I said, I'm not a big fan of first-person shooters, but this was one that really drove me where I was like, I need to figure out this puzzle. I need to solve this mystery. I want to know more information about this. It played on other interests, to keep me playing the game. Interesting. Yeah. Like it wasn't just a run through and fucking kill everything type deal. You had to, you you had to put some thought into some things. Like if I kill this person here, what are the later ramifications? Mm. How does that affect the rest of the day? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, you got to piece it together. (laughs) It's, it's, there's a lot to it. As I said, I, I can't really get into it, but I would highly recommend this game for, any of those people you know what i mean yeah okay well you're clearly chomping at the bit so why why don't we get a spoiler warning and then we'll talk to the we'll get into the plot and then you can tell me some of the fun stuff that's going on and then i can ask you a shit ton of questions oh yeah all right so here's your spoiler warning boop hey guys just want to give you a heads up from here on out there's a ton of spoilers listen at your discretion okay so this game actually takes place as i said it's like late 1960s early 1970s okay right and um, you're on this island, right, that was discovered back in 1931. 
they call it Black Reef. It was originally home to a small fishing settlement, and they also had a military base on it, which the military experimented with uh, local temporal anomalies. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Local temporal anomalies. Fuck, I can't Almost. I can't. Local temporal anomalies. Local temporal anomalies. Anonymity. <laughs> Anonymity. <laughs> all right, all right. Don't, don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. Um, that's a Finding Nemo joke for all of you who don't know. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of what I felt like. Yeah. Um, so, like, with that in mind, right, mm-hmm. when the military lost interest and the island kind of then got abandoned because the fishing village didn't really take off, there was a private corporation named Aeon, that was founded by Igor Sterling. Okay. Hmm. Um, Already, I'm like, okay, Frankenstein. Keep that in my mind with Igor. Yeah. Well, and he's the he's imagine he's the head scientist. He's he's the top dog, right? Right. Um, they buy the island, and with uh to exploit the island's unique properties to try and gain immortality through an infinite time loop. Okay. So with that, um, the Aeon program, basically like Sterling attracts eight other eccentric and talented individuals. They all have a unique ability and they were, they were picked for a certain talent that they had. Okay. And I'm assuming you're going to get into more detail about their talents. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then from that, right, they also recruited a, just a plethora of just random people. Right. Right. As worker bees and shit like that with the promise of once we get this all set up and we get it launched off, you're going to have immortality. Mm-hmm. Right. So the eight head people become known as the visionaries. Right. Okay. And then they have scores of young fanatic followers that they call the Eternals, which are just dedicated to serving the visionaries. Not the Marvel ki- characters. Well, they're called Eternalists. Oh, Sorry. okay. <laughs> um, and like, and to basically, as I said, like as a gift for all of their hard work and to help them set up all this stuff, they allow them into the time loop. But they basically tell them, like, it's a never-ending party. You can do whatever the hell you want because... And they're very open about this. At the end, at midnight, the time loop resets, and you don't remember anything about what you did the day before. Oh, my gosh. That is crazy. So you could literally do anything. You well, could, yeah. You could murder people, and then time loop resets. Mm-hmm. You could get pissed drunk and... Blow up a building. It doesn't matter. Time loop resets. And so... And, and, and that's part of what happens is the time loop resets and these people just go fucking crazy as the day progresses. Right. Um, so with that in mind though, none of the visionaries, nobody, nobody is supposed to remember anything from the day before Mm -hmm. as the time loop progresses though, your character does starts remembering things from the time before right so there are two visionaries that disrupt the natural flow of the time loop right and that is colt who you play as the main character that's the first assassin Mm -hmm. right he's colt vaughn 
and then you have Juliana Blake. Juliana Blake is the assassin, like when we were describing it, she's the assassin that's trying to stop Colt from murdering the visionaries. Okay. Right? They both have the ability to remember previous loops. Okay. Yes. So Juliana is just immune to the time loops memory thing just naturally right off the bat. Colt develops it as the time loop happens, mm-hmm. right? Okay. With that, Colt eventually gets to a point where he's like, I'm tired of this. I don't want to do this anymore. I hate this. I need to stop it, which turns all the other visionaries against him. Right, because if everybody else wants to live in this amazing dystopia world. Yeah, and or, he doesn't. Right. Oh, no, it's it, dystopia is very apt. Oh, okay. Because like, <laughs> that's what it turns into. Like it's it's pretty crazy because at the beginning of the day it's pretty mild but by the end of the day it's fucking nuts <laughs> it's off the wall like Lots fires everywhere body like it, it's it's crazy right so with that in mind right everybody then basically juliana every day she puts black reef on high alert for colt to stop Colt. So if you're walking somewhere and somebody sees you, they attack you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because she doesn't want Colt to stop the party, right. stop what's going on. And what basically happens is uh, Colt figures out that he must assassinate all eight other visionaries, including Juliana and himself mm. to stop the time loop. The visionaries are the key to the time loop. Mm-hmm. So if you only eliminate seven, it loops. Yep. Like you have to kill all nine of them. Yes. Eight of them and yourself, eight of them and yourself. Right. So that's where it comes in. Right. And then, so Colt, right. Colt, uh, he is, the previous head of security right and that's what he brings to the table he's he's basically the security advisor right julian blake is the archivist because one she she was immune to the memory set from from the very get-go so she actually keeps the log of what is going on how long they've been in the loop all this stuff that's happening right Mm -hmm. um uh, Igor Sterling is the founder of the Aeon program and self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed pseudoscientist. <laughs> then you have Dr. Winji Evans, which is one of the Aeon's head scientists and is the builder of the loop generator. Okay. So the machine that helps with the loop process. Um, Harriet Mose, which is the leader of the cult of Eternalists. Because, you know, you need somebody to be in charge of them. Of course. You need the religious leader. <laughs> yep. Um, well, the, it's it's funny because all of these Eternalists, they served every single person individually in helping them, but they they brought them all together. And she's like that the HR right. of the program, <laughs> right? Um, Ramblin' Frank Spicer which was a former mobster who t- was a tur- is a turning aspiring rock star <laughs> that there was a lot of adjectives in there that didn't all connect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and 
but he's basically the voice of the radio. Oh, okay. So he's that, your like propaganda guy. Yes. Got it. You have uh, Charlie Montague, who is a brilliant yet sadistic game designer and is in charge of Aeon's uh, entertainment. Oh, okay. So he designed all like the fun shit that you can do every day or Got the it. same day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every loop. Every loop. There we go. Yeah. I like that phrase. Every loop. <laughs> every loop. Um, and that that's it. Like he there's a there's a bunch of stuff. Like there's mazes and stuff like that that he's designed and that was his purpose. He's a kind of a genius, but in game design and mm. everything. Um and then you have Zia, uh, Fia Zorbaskia. Bless you. Yeah. Uh, and uh artist and junkie with a love for explosives oh okay i was like oh so she's the one that like draws all the murals and then you said explosives and i was like never mind (laughs) it's both okay she is she is the artist she's the one who's like painted everything designed everything all the rooms all the furniture all that other stuff but she's also one of the ones that helps kind of like clear out some of the shit and everything like that too (laughs) and then um interior decoration and demolition yeah, <laughs> and then you have uh, Alec- Alexis, Alexis uh, Dorsey, who's known as the Wolf, and he's uh, Aeon's head of partying and financial backer. <laughs> okay. So he's the money. Right. He is yeah. the money. He's the rich guy fit in the front, front in the bill. Yeah, and so in this, right, mm-hmm. like you wake up, you wake up hung over on a beach as cold you approach a door you are through the door and you start to remember like you you're seeing like floating letters that are telling you to do things and you're like what the fuck is this right okay but as as you go through that right like this is your first first day right yeah you go through it you remember there's something that i was doing right and you basically remember that so wherever you began the day at is where you always begin the day at. Okay. So the night before they turned on the loop, you got piss fucking drunk. Right. And passed out on the beach. So they initiated the loop at at 12 a.m. And you wake up at like, 9 30 a.m and you're hungover and so like you find a gun you're like what the hell's going on you stumble to your apartment you start reading some messages you start to remember like oh fuck the loop's initiated i'm a part of the loop these people are terrible people meanwhile you get a hold of a radio and this radio is kind of key because it's one of your items. It's like your radio slash hacking device. Okay. You're able to hack some of the things. Like it's your head of security controller. Mm, gotcha, right? gotcha, gotcha. And so Juliana starts talking to you through it. And she's like, hey there, big guy. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Are we still on this thing? And that's when you start to remember like your goal is to stop the loop. And you're like, ah, kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, good. Are you ready to party again? 
and you're like, no, why don't you come and meet me and we can have a conversation? She's like, yeah, I'm not dumb enough to do that again. (laughs) Do that again. Nice. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, there's a lot of him and Juliana's interactions, whether in person or over the radio are amazing. They're hysterical. The, 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 The dialogue is actually really, really good. But you basically find out you're trying to stop the loop. Juliana knows you're trying to stop the loop. So she keeps preventing you from stopping the loop. Right. <laughs> right. And um, the first t- couple of times that you go through the loop. Right. Because you're all you're basically gathering information to kill. One of the first visionaries. You're, you start gathering information, right? Mm. You start piecing together this puzzle of this is what I'm doing. This is what's going on, how this all works, right? During this, if you die at any point in time, you start right from back from the beginning, waking up on the beach, right? Right. Um, as you're gathering information, Juliana is taunting you constantly about things like she she keeps getting in contact with you over the radio about like what are you doing how's this going are you dumb enough are you ready to stop like oh my god how many more times am i gonna have to kill you (laughs) like it like the first time she actually kills you it's pretty funny yeah yeah because she gives you a whole bunch of shit about like i used to i thought you used to be better than this (laughs) you know (laughs) and maybe being hung over has made you a little rusty right and then, like, the first time you kill her, it's hysterical. Because you're like, ha, got you, bitch. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the next day, she's right there. And she'll be like, morning, Cole. <laughs> Colton, he's like, ha, got you, bitch. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my God. Like, no tact. None. <laughs> it is it is fucking hilarious. Um, but so like you're, you're going through, you're getting information and you discover that one of the visionaries, Harriet Morse, right? Which mm. is that the head scientist, right? You discover the time and place that she's going to be there. And this is where some of the key features of the game come out, right? So as head of security, you have access to an underground tunnel system that links four areas of this island together. Okay. Juliana does not have the codes to get into that underground system. And she even makes a comment of like, no matter how many times I've killed you, no matter how many times I've tortured you, you absolutely refuse to give me the code to this. So one day I'll figure it out. But right now just sit happy knowing that you have a little safe spot to hide in. Right. Mm Hmm. Um, you use that code cause it's, it's hub based, right? Right. So you, you have a, a place of operations in these underground tunnels, and then you basically choose an area that you're going to go to. There are four times of day. You have morning, like pre-noon, afternoon and evening, right? Okay. You can go to the same area all four times of the day and every it changes because of the time difference things that have happened right now you can go to an area and you can spend as much time as you want in that area but as soon as you leave that area it advances to the next time of day okay that was gonna be my first question was is there a continuous clock going yes okay and that's how it does it so like 
there's a beach, right? And you head out to the beach area and you can spend as much time in that beach area and do all the things that are in that beach area and try and discover all the stuff and everything like that. I can spend six real world hours on the beach, but Correct. the game but the game clock doesn't advance. Doesn't advance until you leave the beach and you go back home. Got it. And then it advances to mid-morning, which then I can go to a different area and do all of the things there. And because it's mid-morning, that area looks different and has different things available to you than it would have in the morning or might have in the evening or night. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's kind of one of those, like, you got to be in the right place at the right time to do the right step, Mm -hmm. right? And it's figuring that out. Will you find out that... The head scientist, Harriet Morris, is going to be at the the sent the, the base or whatever, I can't remember the military base portion of the island in the evening. Right? Right. Because you find out that the wolf is holding a big party that night and she's refused to go. She's gonna be in her lab experimenting. So you're like, great, my opportunity to kill her. Right? Right. So you go there. And you kill her and then the next day start and the loop starts over again and you're like, what the fuck? And that's when you kind of piece together. You have to kill all eight of them because you go back, you kill her again and you find her notes. And in her notes, it talks about how the visionaries are the key. Mm. As long as one of them stays alive, the time loop will last forever. You also discover that she's been working on... um a particular device that was originally intended to allow things to go from one loop to the next. Okay. And Colt kind of misuses it and it ends up killing him. But in doing so, he now has the ability to carry over items. Oh, nice. So there is a, like a power source that you collect like this, like underlying like radiation that you now have the ability to collect Mm -hmm. right and it has to do with the time loop when you take those points that that material and you pour it into items it allows you to carry that item from one loop to the next loop to the next loop to the next loop okay so it gives you this ability that basically when you come across really cool guns and stuff like that or slabs which i'll get to here in a second you can then pour in this radiation into them and you 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 get to keep them and instead of having to refine them every loop it it takes away that that's that's a cool mechanic it is i actually really like it because there the other thing you can do is basically drain some of your weapons and stuff Mm -hmm. of their radiate their time loop radiation so that you can then put it into other things caveat If you die, you lose all of it. So the radiation that you collect, you can carry from one loop to the next loop to the next loop to the next loop. You don't have to dump it into items. Mm -hmm. So like you can you can build up like 20,000 points of this radiation. And as long as you don't die, it carries with you through every loop. But you die, 
you lose it all. So you you so you either carry it all, running the risk of losing it, but hoping to dump it all into some really nice weapons. Or the second you get any anything, you dump all that in there, so you can always start with maybe what's like a crappy gun. Yes, but at least you can have it always with you. Well, they do. Once you get the ability, that first gun that you pick up to teach you the mechanic they have you pour in some of it so you Mm. always have this like beginning pistol which you can later on like destroy and get rid of um but it's there right because Mm. eventually you do build up these guns that are better right i mean that's just the way the game progression should work yeah you should not you should not be able to finish the game with the starting pistol and with that you gather like trinkets which are modifications that you can put on these guns and again, though, if you have a modification and you attach it to your weapon and you really like it, but the loop ends in the next day and you didn't pour power into it, it's gone. Yeah. You have to go find it again. Luckily, because it's a time loop, it's always it's in, the, in the same place. It's in the same place. You know, there's some caveats. Like there's some enemies that will drop some of these trinkets and stuff like that. You can go and kill that enemy again, and there's no guarantee that they're mm. going to drop the same trinket. Got it. So, like, it's... it's a risk-reward. Yeah, yeah. But I like it. So you do that, and now you have the ability to carry over items with you. So that whole morning sequence of you waking up on the beach and then having to run up to the, you know, the, the tunnel and mm. get into the tunnel and do all of that, it stops after that. But with that, you discover that the visionaries have slabs. These slabs are like superpowers. Okay. Right? So like Juliana's slab um, is her ability to retain everything. Right. Right? But with that, she also has access to everyone else's slab. Oh. So when she comes out into the world to hunt you, she can have the abilities of any one of the other visionaries. Okay. Yeah. And some of them suck. (gasps) Some of them are nice, but some of them suck. So Harriet uh, Morris, which is the person you kill, right? Mm. You get her slab. She, um, what is her slab called? Chaos Theory. Right, I believe is what her slab is called. Uh, attraction, influence, parasite. Okay. Um, no, it's the Nexus slab. Sorry, I'm reading it wrong. They, they, they're weird names. It's called the Nexus slab. But her slab, what it basically does is it allows you to link enemies together. Oh, okay. Once you link them together, damage that you do to one of them does to all of them. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So, like, when you meet Harriet... There's like 16 copies of her. And in order to get her slab, you have to kill all 16 copies. Right. Mm -hmm. And if they're closer together, they link and like damage that you're doing to one actually does spread to the rest of them. So it it, it can pluses and minuses. Right. Right. But you get it. You get her slab and then you carry it. And so then you you can use this ability. So if you have a bunch of eternalists that are standing close to each other, you kind of shoot it out there, link them all up, and if one of them pops their head out, shoot them in the head, it shots all. all of them. That's cool. Yeah. All right. It is. It, it, it Like, these these slabs are, are pretty cool. 
so you get them and then you you dump in this power into them so you can retain them and then they're upgradable so there's a reason to keep killing this visionary to keep getting their slab because every time you get a copy of their slab it upgrades it to the next level yeah so like um her it, it, nexus projects home on enemies which allows you to one to all right mm-hmm. and then you can enemies will create new connections on their own so if you hit like a group of three enemies and a fourth enemy walks in <laughs> nice it automatically links to that fourth enemy that's fun yeah that's the second level um and then the third level is you gain health when you um kill them and then the fourth level is that it lowers the power drain. Okay. Because you have a power, you can only use it for so long or only so much, right? right. And it, it, the, um, so the more you use it, the more, the quicker it drains on that power. Well, this slows it greatly. So, like, it's beneficial. If that's one that you like, it's beneficial to get multiple of them. Right. Right. Um, and so, like, with that, you then start going, okay. I now know I can kill these visionaries. I get their slabs. I need to kill all the visionaries in one day Mm. to do it. So that's when you start learning the visionary schedules. Right. Mm -hmm. And it does start off kind of slow. Like you, you learn, okay, this visionary starts their morning off here. The afternoon, they're not able to get into the evening. You um, can access them here, but nighttime they're gone. Right. Or you can only access this one visionary at night. Right. You know, or only access this one visionary in the evening. Or we're in the afternoon and I have access to these three visionaries, but all three of them are in different locations. And I can only go to one location. Right. So it's learning how to manipulate the time loop to get all of them into groups at different times of the day to kill them all in one day. I was going to ask, is there like, so let's say like you said that there's like a beach area, right? Yeah. So like I'm on the beach area and it's in the morning and then I leave and then I forget that there was something on the beach area I want to get. So now it's pre noon. If I go back to the beach, now it's afternoon. Mm-hmm. And so if I had plans for the afternoon somewhere else, now I'm hosed, right? Correct. Okay. So this really sounds like the kind of game where like it's part planning out your day, so to speak. Yes. And part like, like now my next question is, and I may be getting ahead of it, right? Because you're saying that like you can go around and you kill, you can kill all these little guys. Yeah. And you can do some, it sounds like mild exploring. Yeah. Like, can you like, since you can spend so much time there, can you like take your time or is there like a constant like flow of enemies or can you like go to an area, kill everybody and take your time and just take your time and nobody's around except for maybe Julie. Juliana. Juliana. That was it. I I wanted to say Juliet and I'm like, oh, it's not Juliana. Juliana. um, But even then, like, because she can randomly drop in. mm -hmm. Right. So. In my experience, because I mainly played it with the AI, I did do some of letting random people drop in. I, I will talk. I will talk about that. Right. But I mainly did it in the uh, aspect of just letting like the AI do it. Mm-hmm. Right. You're progressing and like either you just initiated an encounter with the Eternalists or 
or you have yet to initiate a counter with the Eternalist is normally when she drops in. Okay. So it is not a you've eliminated everybody and then like you're just kind of wandering around trying to do things and then she drops in and hey, I didn't have that. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. It just that's not when she tended to drop in on me. Right. For you, you were either about to start a fight or we're in the middle of a fight. Correct. And And then it was like, hey, she's come into this part of the world. Got it. Right. So like if I were to go to. Uh, and just and just give me a little bit of rope here. Go to like the town mm-hmm. and run around. Up dam is what it's called. Up dam. There you go. Go around, kill uh, kill everybody that I see, and then just kind of go about s- searching buildings and looking behind dumpsters and all that kind of typical exploration kind of stuff. Like they they don't respond, and there's nope. that is crazy to me. No, and, but it because, makes sense too. Because here's the thing, right? Like. You're walking through, and we'll just keep using Updam because that's the one name that I can actually remember off the top of my head right now. Um, you're walking through the streets of Updam, and you've got three Eternalists, right? Mm-hmm. You shoot them in the head, and it's not like their bodies just lie there. They actually evaporate. Oh, because they're starting their loop over. Because they're starting their loop over, right? Like mm-hmm. So all that they leave behind is their weapon. Got it. Right. Yeah. So you can pick up their weapons and stuff like that. Right. And they'll, they may sometimes might drop ammo or whatever, but mainly it's their weapon. Right. And your first couple of loops, these Eternalists, if they just see a random weapon lying on the ground, they don't think anything of it. Mm. But as the loops progress and you're advancing in the storyline, if they see a random weapon just lying randomly in the ground, they're like Colts of Colts here, Colts around here. They somehow know what's going on eventually. Yeah, they start they start kind of like, what the hell? Now, you do. there's some discoveries that you learn later on in the game that do help explain that, because if they're not supposed to remember the events of the day before, how are they? being like hey what the fuck right right they somehow know that there's a threat now yeah will you find out every morning juliana puts out to the visionaries and the eternalists colts trying to kill us Uh, so stop colt so it puts them on high alert got it type deal um so that again you you do find out an explanation for it but when juliana comes into your part of the world she does two things. She enables an antenna that stops your ability to leave. Oh, okay. Because I can go into a part of the world. I could not kill a single person. Just do one thing. Go pick up one item completely stealthy and then leave. And nobody's the wiser. The time advances. Yeah. Right? But she locks down the tunnel system. So you then have to kill her and unlock. Well, you can unlock the if you find the antenna, which every location has it in the same place. Oh, so okay. eventually you do learn the location of the antennas. Um, I don't know I why. Th- I feel like you're saying antenna weird. I am. I did. And, and antennas. 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 Sorry. Yeah. I, just, I just I started um, to laugh. I'm sorry. I, I was. That last one I was like, that wasn't right. <laughs> Um, you learn the locations of them. You can get there, hack into them, shut them down, and then you're able to leave. And you could do that without facing her, Mm. but it's hard. Okay. 
uh, because she's actively hunting you. It's not, she is not like the rest of the NPCs where they're kind of on like a set route. They're doing the set thing. Like it's a time loop. They're doing the same thing. And that's part of what you're doing is learning these routines. Yeah. She's not like that. She has abilities that the other Eternalists don't have because she has access to all of the slabs. Mm-hmm. Right. So you kind of want to kill her because one, she can give you multiple slabs. All right. Yeah. And she normally has better weapons. Uh, okay. So like, it's nice to kill her, but it's hard to kill her. Oh yeah. I assume that she's like the hardest person to kill in the game. No, except for me. Fortunately, I was going to say, except for maybe the final quote unquote boss, but there is none. That's the thing. Because you can go after any single one of the visionaries as long as you are in the location during the time that they are there. No one visionary is better or worse than the other outside of the powers that they hold and what you're able to overcome. Mm. So, like, there's some visionaries that I had a harder time with because their power with my play style made them more difficult. Okay, I see. But if I did my play style differently, they would be easier than other visionaries. Your typical play style in games like this is like a sniper thing, right? Like Yep, stealth and sniper. Yeah. So I'm assuming you tried you did that as much as you could in this? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And there's some that that is harder. Like Igor, right? He has a slab that turns him invisible. Right. And he's also a sniper. Oh, fun. Yeah, so it's hard to snipe a sniper that's literally invisible. And it's not like in most games. Like, you look at uh, Halo Invisibility Shield, right? There's always kind of like a waiver. Right, there's the the predator effect. Yeah, yeah, no. He's just gone. Gone. That's crazy. 100% invisible. And then it's uh, right before he pulls the trigger, there's the waiver effect. But when your field of view is the entire mountainside that he's on yeah yeah it's like fuck (laughs) now the only plus that i had in that was i had a pretty good shield at the time it would hit me deplete my shield but there's a little little bit where he's kind of like running Mm -hmm. before he goes invisible again so he'd fire i'd hone in on him and as he went to run i'd shoot him and I could knock him down like that. But he was harder for me because of that invisibility, because right. of my play style, where, like, there's another another slab owner that any damage that you do to them, you receive. Ooh. Yeah, but that only takes effect if they take notice of you. If you shoot them from 100 yards away <laughs> you're in like, the head. You're like, well, that was easy. Now, yeah. talking about taking damage, you said that you got a shield, right? Um so you have a health bar? Yes. Now, do the enemies have a health bar or do they just like, you know, like one, like headshots? Do our headshots instant kill? For, for the Eternalists. Okay. Not necessarily for the Visionaries. The Visionaries have other protections. So they have, they have shields as well. Mm. And um, depending on their slab. Right. I assume, yeah, I yeah. assume that somebody has some sort of, like, iron skin. So, here, we'll go through them real fast. Charlie, wh- who's the gamer guy, mm-hmm. he has a shift slab, right? This allows him to teleport short range. Okay, fun. 
um as that one goes up it can become longer range you can jump in the air and like drop kick people you can um swap positions with an enemy nice uh which if you're trying to like hightail it out of there and you've got an enemy in front of you switching positions with them is awesome now i will say with these upgrades you choose an upgrade Mm -hmm. so when you equip the slab you're able to choose one of the four levels and that's the additional ability that the slab. Oh, has. so it's not a commu- It's not commutative. Yes. C- cumulative. 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 It is one of the four. Right. So right. it's like so you have the base ability of he can jump short distances, but with his he'll have like a airborne hover whenever you use it. So like if I jump and teleport, I hover for a little bit before I fall. Mm. But you can't then switch places with a person. Correct. Got it. I got the airborne. I think you can choose up to two of the abilities. I can't remember exactly, but I know you get at least one, mm-hmm. right? And you want to upgrade them because that's the that's the additional things that you can do, right? right? And they they help, right? Then you have the havoc havoc slab, which you get from Fia, um, and that's at Fistad Rock, right? And hers is a. Uh, makes you take less damage and deal more Mm. um so her for me if i ever got her attention i was fucked yeah i was i was so fucked because i couldn't deal enough damage to her that she before she dealt enough to me Mm. right um you have igor's lab which is aether which allows him to temporarily go invisible you have the uh, Carnissus slab that you get from the wolf Alexis, right? And his uh, gives you the power of telekinesis. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you can pick up enemies and like chuck them in the air and then like re grab them as they're falling and like super power slam them into the ground. Nice. It's fun. Some of these slabs you can have fun with, yeah. but if you're trying to get like through, through, it, it, depending on your play style, may not be good. Feel like I'm missing one. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, this is not a a complete list. Mm. Just touching on a couple's okay. Yeah, but the, like, so they they have their their things. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, there should be one more. Which one am I missing? You don't know. You didn't. <laughs> I'm like, why are you looking at me? You're not helpful in this. No. Uh, <laughs> Harriet, Charlie, Bia, Igor, and Alexis. Right? And a partridge in a pear tree. And a partridge in a pear tree. I assume quite a bit of that was going to get cut. That's why I'm making so much noise. Yeah. And now that I've said it. Yeah. Well, now that you said it, it's. It's definitely not, it's definitely not getting cut. It's definitely not getting cut. It's all staying in there. Uh, Aether, Havoc, Carnissus, Nexus, Shift. Oh, okay. There's Colt Slap. That's the one that I'm missing, mm. which is Reprise, right? Mm-hmm. And cult slab so basically if you die it shoots you back in time a little bit 
Oh. And you get to try go at it again. Okay, that's you fun. can do that twice per loop. Oh, like that doesn't recharge. It doesn't. Oh. So if you die in the morning and you use it, and then you're in like the afternoon and you die again, it's done. Ugh. So the, it does add a little level of complexity to mm-hmm. it, though, right? Like the, I feel like that it was nice. It, it gave me a second chance, but not necessarily like infinite chances. Infinite chances. And then Juliana Slab, which is Masquerade. She can dis- disguise herself as anybody, any eternalist, any visionary, any like she can just be some rando out there. Hmm. And that's the hard part. So when Juliana shows up and she has her masquerade slab and like you're thinking you're just looking at a group of eternalists. But then all of a sudden you see one of them kind of acting a little bit more erratic. OK, that's Juliana hmm. and you fucking kill her because. <laughs> fuck if you can get the drop on her like that because she has a knack for getting the drop on you i'm sure oh yeah it, it's good it like it, it's 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 fun in that way but I, lo- I love how, how amped you are talking about it you don't get juliana's slab <gasps> that's stupid yeah um you only get juliana's slab if you play as juliana mm. which is who you play when you drop it right and i mean i guess that makes sense because, I mean, although it would have been a good ad for people who want to do more stealth mechanic, because then you can just, like, you can do the, I look like somebody, people aren't going to aggro to me unless I get, you know, extra close to them. Super or close or something. You start acting weird. Yeah, it, it would have been fun. It, I, I could see the perks in it. Um, Sorry, hold on. Maybe you do get Juliana's slab. I don't remember. Because mm. I never used it. Because <laughs> it's not your play style. No, I'm more bummed that you can't get her multi, like you can't pick up her slab and then use everybody else's slab. <laughs> Since she has everybody else's power, why can't you have everybody else's power? Yeah. Well, and that's it though. You can to a certain extent. You don't get Juliana's slab. So you can to a certain extent. And that's, a, that. I think that's awesome. Like you're, you're gathering slabs and everything and it helps you fight Juliana and everything like that, right? Mm-hmm. But with that in mind, so there is a way. You start uncovering little pockets of information and everything like that. And you start gathering more information about all these visionaries before the time loop happened, what their goals and aspirations are, everything like that. Right. Right. You you discover Juliana wakes up at 6 a.m. And she knows you wake up on the beach. So this little cat and mouse game that you play with her, she enjoys She's kind of sadistic <laughs> like that. And she flats out says it like in the beginning, you basically find out this loop and it's, it's not a hundred percent clear on how long it's been going on, but originally it was only supposed to go on for like five years, but it's been going on for like hundreds. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and in that, this is not your first time trying to stop the loop yeah so you know how i made that comment about how like you see these words that are kind of hovering those are from other versions of yourself in other loops trying to help you oh neat yeah and so there's a couple of times where like you'll go into an area to get something and here's this other version of yourself from a different loop Hmm. standing there 
and then all of a sudden they like disappear or whatever because like you find out that there these other versions gone down other paths have discovered and and grabbed uh, different abilities to try and help but all of you in all of these different versions are trying to stop the loop and you find out like this isn't the first time that you've done it mm-hmm. this is like Juliana's words are I've lost count <laughs> but you always come back hmm and she makes reference to the fact of like your ability to remember the previous day comes and goes so sometimes you'll start like oh I remember now I hate this I want to stop the loop and then as you're trying to stop the loop your ability to remember the previous day stops mm-hmm. and so then you're just back to enjoying the party you know, and, and back on board with everything. But then eventually it starts coming back again. And whenever you go on this thing and this whole kick of trying to kill everybody, um, Juliana told you, like, I used to be the first visionary that you went after because I was the easiest to access. And after, like, the 80th time of you killing me, I got tired of just letting you kill me. (laughs) So I started fighting back. She moved her base of operations because she knows like I wake up at six, you wake up at nine 30. I have time to leave where I was, get to a better hiding spot and basically control what's going on and form the rest of the visionaries, all that other shit. Right. Yeah. So like, She's telling you, like, time's not on your side. So, like, if you ever get close to it, I'll just start killing you every morning before, like, shortly after you wake up. Hmm. And you're like, no, I'm not going to let you do that to me, bitch. I'm, I'm, I'm going to end this, right? You then learned that before the time loop started, you had a woman that you were in love with. And you're not really too sure, like, what happened to her. Mm-hmm. Um. You do kind of flirt with like Juliana's character for a while, which is kind of funny because she she like she doesn't ever play on it. Okay, you know, like she doesn't comment on it, like in the "ooh, that's gross" or whatever, big guy, or you know, kind of like flirt back or anything. She she's just like, "When are you gonna grow up?" Right, you know, just kind of a that type of thing. Will you learn? Because she's your daughter. Oh, yeah. That's the twist. Holy crap. She's your daughter. And when you learn that, you're like, oh, and she's like, yeah, you've thought about me naked. <laughs> fucking dirty old man. <laughs> like, I, and she, he's like, you, why didn't you tell me this from the get go? And she's like, because I love this part in the conversation when you learn this. <laughs> and I know that you've had thoughts about me naked. Like, uh. And it, it just, <laughs> fucks with you it (laughs) makes you feel gross yeah and i'm like that's fucked up yeah like she intentionally lets him do that knowing eventually he's going to piece together she's his daughter and now he gets to feel dirty about it yeah and she's like and that's on you you dirty fucking (laughs) old man like and that's the funny part about it where i'm like that it doesn't bother me because it's it's funny oh yeah 
uh, unlike 12 minutes that's yeah. that's like that's a funny twist because nothing actually happened no you know this no. is not it's not like he's trying to be with her for the rest of his life and there are times where he like makes comments about getting in her pants and everything and she's just that's when she like she doesn't play on it she doesn't flirt back she doesn't act like disgusted or anything mm. she's just more like aggravated of like when in the fuck will you grow right up? yeah when are you, you gonna know? stop hitting on me just, correct yeah and then when you discover like she's your daughter, your your character is just like, oh god, <laughs> fuck me, <laughs> like this is terrible. Oh my god! And she's like, yeah, you thought about it. I know you did. <laughs> and it's always disgusting. <laughs> like it's it's funny. Um, but so you like you learn there's two of the visionaries that are lovers, and mm. they're told constantly to not be together. But they keep, they, they do it in secret. Right. But you find out that secret. So there's your opportunity to eliminate two of them. There's, you know, in like you learn, okay, I do like I do this in the morning and it sets up the rest of the day so that I can get all the visionaries in order. Mm-hmm. And basically the main goal is getting them to the party at night. And you end up getting like five of them at the party at night. And you have that's the hard battle is when you have all five visionary, five of those visionaries together because you eliminate the two lovers together. Mm-hmm. You have the five other visionaries together and then you have Juliana out there and then you have yourself. Right. Right. So when those five visionaries are together and you have to eliminate all five of them, you're like, fuck. Yeah. But then you like a part of this is like as you're going through it, you learn that Juliana is in the center of the loop machine. And the only way to get there is through this rocket that is locked. And you have to discover the passwords for all of the visionaries to go through and get to this rocket Mm -hmm. and launch it. So you do that and they kill all the visionaries, get there, fly off to the the center. And Juliana's like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not here to fight you. We're here to have a simple conversation. You're right here at the end. You can kill me, but then you have to kill yourself and that will truly stop the loop. But here's the thing. If you do that, will you be alive tomorrow? Yeah. Like, is it worth your own life to stop this loop? It's not like you can stop the loop and necessarily walk away. We don't know what's going to happen. You could kill your own daughter and I may not wake up tomorrow. We may all be dead and you've killed your daughter. Like, and she starts really playing on this whole like psychoanalyst thing of like, one, you're killing your daughter. Well, yeah. Two, you're killing yourself. And because you're destroying the loop in that process, there's no guarantee that any of us are going to wake up tomorrow. Well, that was the my, loop would be over. Yeah, that was my first thought when you had brought it up. I was like, well, if you kill yourself and then the loop ends, does that mean that you guys wake up? Like... There's no guarantee of that, right? And I, I'm going to be honest. This is where I'm going to be terrible. I'm never going to tell you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to tell you how it plays out. Because no. Because that is. That's that, a good twist. That is something you have to play and experience yourself. Yeah. 100%. I, I fully believe that. Because you can. You can basically choose to not kill her. 
and then the loop starts and then you you go through and do other things right right that's kind of like you're like how you keep playing yeah after like because at that point you're like i know how to beat the game correct but i'm choosing to go back into it to do whatever yeah yeah and i'll, I'll tell you like no matter what you choose right there, there is the option to um pick up before you've done the final thing and like finish out puzzles and stuff like that yeah. too um so like once you truly beat the game and you make the decision because either decision beats the game mm -hmm. but it's and it runs through the credit sequence but it then gives you the option of okay before you go and make that choice before you go and do that day's events of killing all the visionaries and make that choice you wake up one more time. You're still in the loop, yeah. right? And you can still play through the loop. Or you can just restart it and play through it anew like you don't have any of this and like you're you're you know, you're back waking up on the beach again and like it it tells you like here are your end game options. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of nice. But yeah, so you do you of course you do. You figure out how to kill all the visionaries and then she she plays hard on that mm -hmm. and it's nice, though, because then there are other things that have nothing to do with the visionaries. Mm -hmm. Like in Updam, by your house, by your apartment, there's another apartment. And in it is like a hookah with three tubes coming out of it. Okay. And when you originally read it, you, you read that there's this room that's locked behind these tubes or the, this, these codes. There's three people who are getting together and getting high in like the middle of the day. Well, one of the people set up for instead of like this hallucinogenic smoke that they're, you know, smoking, mm -hmm. they are um, inhaling poison oh. and it'll kill them. But they have their code, so it doesn't matter. And it gives you their code. Right. So you you can then change choose to change which tube the poison goes through, mm -hmm. and there's like a puzzle behind it, and you've got to figure out all three of their codes to get behind this door of this treasure that they're holding on to, hmm. and you have to hit it in like the right days and it affects certain things, and one of them I think is in a different part of the island, and you do something there, and then you come back to this part of the island, and it's a you know, you, you get the codes and there's something behind the door and there's a shit ton of that. Yeah. <clears throat> of, okay. At this point in day, I have to go here to do this so that at this point in the day I can do this. That then allows me to do this. So then at this not at night, go here and get into this house to see what the fuck's in this house. Right. Like, what the hell are they doing in here? You know? <laughs> and I did a lot of that because it was, it was interesting. It was piecing together the puzzle of how can I get here and get this item? Oh yeah. I mean, the game doesn't have to be just go around and kill the people. You can mm. do a lot of that kind of stuff yeah. for that exact reason where you'd be like, I don't feel like, going through and You're trying killing to killing people but it's yeah, yeah but like you'd be like this this run in the loop i'm not going to be trying to get out i'm going to be trying to solve that mystery maybe it's going to give me a gun or maybe it's going to give me a shield it's going to give me some something. of it, some of them are just lore. story yeah they're just lore and i love it like it is one of those like this is interesting because they give the eternalist lives mm -hmm. and they like one of the eternalists is experimenting on uh, <clears throat> opening a hole in the time anomaly 
and it like you learn later on in the day that they did it and it spawned a lot of like really hard eternalists that end up killing like their friends and everything and they were able to close it but at what cost yeah right so then you're like hmm so you open it and it does it spawns like these harder ones that have a lot more of that time essence on them Mm -hmm. so you can get a shit ton of that time essence and at the end of it one of them drops a a really good weapon Mm. but it is one of those like you are fighting wave after wave after wave of enemy and if you don't if you're not prepared for that, <laughs> you get fucked quick. Like yeah. I died to it three times before I finally was like, all right, I got this. <laughs> and I was able to do it, you know? And so like, that was kind of cool of like, oh, I'm reading about an eternalist. that's kind of doing their own little thing. Right. You know? And I, I've got it figured out. And then uh, in certain areas, when you go into the morning, um Charles the the game designer has set up presents and you have to hit those presents uh within a certain amount of time in the beginning mm. or they detonate and you lose what was in them. Oh. And most of those have trinkets, but some of them are really good trinkets and some of them are really bad trinkets, but you don't know until you actually complete it and yeah. get all of them and everything like that and it's like that's cool. They, they added a bunch of little stuff to make it more than just I'm going hunting people. Yeah. And I mean, that's, like that's what, I'm, I'm solving mysteries. Yeah. And that's what you'd want to do in a game like this. Now, I do have a, another follow up question. Mm-hmm. Uh, do the gun, do the weapons have stats? They like does an assault rifle do 45 no. points of damage and a shotgun does 60 times four or something I, like that? Yes and no. OK. Like, um. Depending on what the weapon is depends on how much damage it does and everything. And it does have stats. It, like, there are stats associated with it. And within those realms, there are small variations. Mm-hmm. But mostly what you're looking at is what powers the gun has innately. Okay. And then what trinkets you can add to it. So I can get a sniper rifle, right? And I can pick up four different sniper rifles, but one sniper rifle has high velocity rounds. Mm. One sniper rifle has increased zoom. One sniper rifle has uh, faster reload speeds, right? All four of those sniper rifles do have the same stats, deal the same amount of damage, same amount of rounds, so on and so forth. But this is the innate ability that each sniper rifle has. Got it. And then I go, okay, I want the high velocity rounds or one of them is like a lever action rifle, Mm. right? That has explosive rounds. That's awesome. They're they're amazing. It's a mid to long range weapon that when I hit it, it explodes. So it deals explosive damage on top of it, right? So unlike my sniper rifle which is a one hit kill weapon this has now become a one hit kill weapon and i'm using a different ammo type the downside to that though is when it explodes it literally attracts the attention of all the other eternalists (laughs) so they're like hey what oh somebody just blew up over there and they start firing at you but i can take them out normally pretty quick so the stats play into it, but it's more of what is your play style yeah. and what are the additional 
inherent abilities that it has. And then you look at the trinkets and go, okay, this trinket allows me to reload faster. I'm going to throw that on this gun. This trinket allows me to zoom further in. I'm going to, I'm going to put that on this gun, you know, and those kind of things. And there's a variety of different trinkets and, um, they range from like common. So it's, it's really low, low add on to, you know, super rare, which is like the highest add on. So one that like allows me to zoom in a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. On the common one, it's like, I zoom in and it's only like zooming me in, but I'm not even past like the muzzle yeah. of the gun. Right. And then the, the common one or the uh, uncommon one puts me like right where the muzzle ends. And then the rare one puts me to about 10 feet further out. Mm-hmm. And then like the super legendary one is like, I can see this motherfucker's face from 50 yards. Yeah. <laughs> so like you throw that on your sniper rifle. That's awesome. Cause you can, you can reach out and touch them. Yeah. You know, but then you have the problem of, well, now I also need to throw this other trinket on that allows my rounds to go further mm. because each different type of weapon only allows the bullets to travel so far. So there is bullet drop. There is bullet. Okay. Drop. And that does play like it, it, like it sucks when I'm like, oh, wow, I can see this guy. And this is how I experienced it. I had my sniper rifle. The innate ability of the sniper rifle is I could click L3 and it would zoom in even further. Right. I threw on that. It adds zoom to it. So it adds levels to the first zoom that puts me out. And then I click and it adds further. So I'm standing on a rooftop on one side of this map. And I'm looking at a guy standing literally on the far side of the map, (laughs) standing on the wall. And I'm like, I'm going to take him out and I'm going to take out everybody in between and I'm going to run that way. And that's the way I'm going to get in to this other little area. Right. Right. And I pull the trigger and I watch the bullet go and it drops off. (laughs) I'm like, okay. So I raise up and and it drops off. And I, I got to a point where I, I literally, I think I was looking like 50 degrees up <laughs> oh, no and I was pulling the trigger. But at that point you have a different arc right. that the bullet takes. And I was like, fuck the bullets, not actually going to reach him right from here. So I then like found the trinket that was like, well, allow your bullets to go further. And so I was like, I wonder how much further this allows. So I went and stood on that same roof, found the same guy because everything's right pattern. And I pulled the trigger and I blew up his head. And nice. I was like, oh, so it works really well with this combo. Yeah. And that like you you start discovering that stuff. Like it's fun in that essence of like, what can I how can I tweak these these weapons and everything? Like one of the weapons that you get is basically a nail gun. Ooh, okay. Yeah, you like take a handful of nails, flip open this hatch and just like dump them in and then you pull the trigger and it powers up the pressure Mm -hmm. and you let go and just boom. (laughs) And, And it's a one hit kill weapon if you can hit him in the head with it. And it's silent. Ooh, okay, nice. So that's your like stealth weapon. Yeah. But you can only hold so much of each type of ammo. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You said ammo types before. Yeah. So like that takes nails. The nails only go to this gun. You can only hold thirty nails, and the ga- the gun can load fifty fifteen of them. Mm. So you get about three clips. So it's kind of one of those like you have to be careful. Yeah. And you can pick up more ammo, but it's it's not like there's a plethora of it. It's not like ammo is just lying around wherever. Mm-hmm. It's Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. It really depends on what part of the map you're in and when you're there. Mm. So like in Updam in the morning, there's a library in the in the little town, mm-hmm. right? The library is locked. By afternoon, the library has been opened and the library is full of weapons and ammo. Hmm. So if you can get into the library in the morning, you can get some really good weapons and all the ammo for them before everybody else does, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, but there's some bad guys in there as well that you kind of have to kill and everything. But still, it's one of those like, that's a nice little feature. Oh, yeah. Because the whole thing in the storyline of the game is like, at noon, we're going to open the doors of the library and it's basically a free for all and you can just go around playing tag with bullets. (laughs) Like that's that's literally the game that they're because up down up up dam is basically like the game side of it. Yeah. So like, yeah, because what's the harm? I shoot you. You respawn tomorrow. Yeah. Like all consequence goes out the window. Correct. <laughs> it's not murder if you're alive the next day. Yeah. Or the same day or, yeah. or depending on your perspective. Yeah. Like. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so they, they play things like that. And like there's literally like in the afternoon or evening, right? There's a group of them. They're standing on the side of this cliff and they're just free jumping off the cliff. <laughs> because. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Like. That's crazy. Yeah. And so like they, they do really play up this like if you had no consequences, what would you do? Right. And that's what you see these eternalists do. Hmm. Like, no consequences? Well, fuck, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that forever because I have no consequences. Yeah, I was going to say, you're living in a time loop. What does that matter? Like, one of the things that I, like, it really fucked with my head because I was thinking, I was like, you know, you always go, well, I have no consequences, so I've always wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. But I've also always wanted to do this or this or this. So you have the potential of changing your mind that day to do one of the other things that you've always wanted to do. But would you? You make the choice to do this one thing, so that's the thing that you always do because you're always having this conversation with yourself every morning of, there's no consequences, I can do anything, I always wanted to do this list of things. Right. Well, let's start off with me doing this thing and then I'll try the other things. But there's no tomorrow. Right. And you don't remember yesterday. Yeah. So you're just choosing to do the same thing for eternity. Mm-hmm. Like, and that sounds crazy. <laughs> like you would go insane, but you don't remember you yourself don't. <laughs> doing it the day before. And Z's like, you're breaking your brain. Stop it. Who? My wife was like, you're breaking your brain. Stop it. Yeah. And I was like. <laughs> But and she's like, no, because <laughs> it, it 
It does. It's like, I was like, oh man, no, can't do it. Can't no. do it. It, it'll fucking, I will unravel time. <laughs> like not good, but it's a fun game. Like it, I, I, it's funny after this conversation, I actually want to go play it now. Like I was not super into it, but after this, it actually sounds really, cause I, I kind of like that idea. I like the idea of being like, I don't really necessarily need, want to figure out where I need to find the bosses just yet. I want to go and I want to explore the town. I want to see if I can break into the library in the morning and steal a bunch of guns and ammo. Yeah. Like if I can do that, then I know that I can do that and get to a point where I don't need to do that. And now I'm already giving myself a leg up, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? And there's a bunch of that. There's, there's a bunch of like little things where like you get a document. And their organization of the documents and all the information is actually pretty nice and pretty clean because they will tell you like um, you found like this document is now filed under Updam Morning. Mm. So you go to Updam Morning and you can see all the documents that you found there. Nice. Right. And then like it for the main thing. So there's like specialty weapons and then there's the visionaries. There's trees, quest trees, and you click on it and it will tell you this is where you need to go win, right? Mm -hmm. So the only thing that it doesn't do that for is like the documents, like when you're trying to solve the puzzles. Yeah. So you have to piece that together yourself of like, okay, this document talks about meeting together with his friend at this time in this location. So, and the evening I need to be in Carl's Bay. Yeah. And then, so you're in Carl's Bay and you're looking around and you find them. And like you, you fight them, but you, you find more documentation of like, oh, this guy was talking about how in the pre-afternoon, not morning, but you know, pre-afternoon, mm -hmm. um, they were in, uh, the military base doing some work on this and they stumbled upon this. That's a code for something in the military base. So then you like restart the whole loop over that time you go to the military base, you go to this point, you figure it out. It gives you more information and you're like piecing this together, but you can't do it in just one loop. No, you have to do it over multiple loops. And I loved it. I loved doing that. It, it was, it seems very similar to 12 minutes where yeah. every time you go through the loop, you learn a little bit more information and you just have to keep playing and keep following the, st the, the the trail to mm. get as you know but unlike 12 minutes i feel like this does lay it out a little bit more cleanly for you well like, yeah. there were times in 12 minutes where we we talked about it we stalled out in this one not really there there is no real stall out like because before you go to the next time spot right mm. you can start looking at all of your information in your base and being like okay and like there's some of them where you can solve like three or four quests or like I call them quests, but secrets, mysteries mm -hmm. at the same time because you're like, oh, well, I'm going to Carl's Bay in the evening at Carl's Bay in the evening. I need to look for this, this, this and this. And that will advance me in these four little mysteries. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, your your piece, you can do multiples at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that all depends on you. Right. Like, there were some of them that I could, and there were others where I'm like, no, if I'm trying to solve other mysteries while trying to do this one, I, I, I can't keep track of it. 
this one's super complex. Yeah. I need to just focus on this one. Yeah. I, I assume the areas are big enough that you can't be in the same place. Like you can't be in the center of, of up, up dam, up dam. And you know, yeah. Like have visibility to everybody who's doing everything. Like, yeah, no, like you have no. to go to specific places. So that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and just the way the maps are built out and everything, yeah. but it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then, so I, I said, I was going to talk about, randos dropping into your game because mm-hmm. you're not talking to them and it's it, it's just juliana's out there and trying to kill you it's more of just a pvp type situation am i better than them you know you yeah. don't know what guns they have bringing into it you don't know what slabs they chose bringing into it so I feel like a lot more of that was when I had when I had the randos turned on and random people were allowed to drop into my game. It mm. was who got the drop on who first. Mm. That was it. That's all it is. Now, playing Juliana, you know you have to kill him potentially three times. Okay, right. To win. Right. Right. So Juliana does have the negative in that aspect, but Juliana's stronger has more powers, mm. has more abilities. Now, like, but it all depends. If I had a rando drop in on my game at the end, when I had all of the slabs, all four abilities for those slabs, I had all, like, all the the legendary weapons in the game, mm. and I had legendary trinkets for those weapons, and I had legendary trinkets for me, and all that stuff, and then, like, Juliana pops in... I have three lives, she has one, and we're just as powerful. Yeah. Like, that's where it is. I feel like the rando dropping in on you really plays more in the earlier stages of the game Mm. before you've really gathered a bunch of stuff. Once you've started to gather a good quantity of crap and you're like going into every mission, not worried about having, because you can, that's the thing, you can only carry so much. You Mm. can carry three guns on you, and that's it. So if you're running through a mission and there's a gun that you like, you have to sacrifice one of the three that you're already carrying Mm -hmm. to carry that weapon, which means you could lose it for the rest of the day, right? Mm -hmm. So like there were times where I was carrying my sniper rifle. Now my sniper rifle starts each new day with me, right? but I would have to drop that sniper rifle so that I could carry this other weapon that I wanted. And so the other three times in the day, I didn't have that sniper rifle anymore. It was out of my inventory. I chucked it. I dropped it. Mm-hmm. So that like that's a sacrifice you make, yeah. right? So like, but when you're starting every new day or every new time period with full inventory, you've got your weapons, you've got your setup, you've got all of that. I think Juliana loses some of her intimidation, whether it's a rando or not, yeah. because you're just too powerful. You're you're too powerful. Where in the earlier stages where you're like, I've got one good gun (laughs) and I've got two empty spots and I'm just picking up random guns and I don't really have trinkets and I've got one slab and like, (laughs) nope. (laughs) Like, and even then, um, one of the slabs that I had before I kind of was like, you know what, I'm done playing with rando people dropping in on my game, Mm -hmm. uh, was the teleportation. And... It has the four different levels, and as I said, you choose one of the four levels, and that's it. Right. But it doesn't have, like, a level one, level two, level three, level four. So, like, 
every I get the slab and this is my base ability that you always get. That's a that's a guarantee. But then I find the the next slab and this is always the ability that I get for that sl- for the next level of that slab. It, right. It, sorry, it just dawned on me. It's very similar to way, to the way that they did the um uh the these the abilities in in the new halo halo infinite how like you had you had each component mm-hmm. and then you had the different like you had like the level up but kind on of those, things you would dump skill points in and it would give you the next level and it was always the same thing right. what i'm talking about is like so the teleporter right no no i know i know what you're saying yeah you have it has four additional abilities yeah. reach airborne drop kick and swapper yeah just because I picked up the teleporter again does not mean I get the reach ability every time. Right. The second time I get it, it could be the swapper ability. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened to me. Oh. So I I got the teleporter and then I got the swapper ability. And so that's what I was running around with. And I had a rando Juliana pop into my game and they were up on a roof hiding behind something and I nailed them with the swapper. Nice. And now I'm up on the roof and they're down on the ground and I could tell they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> because I spun around knowing what happened. Right. right. I spun around and I unloaded with my assault rifle and I killed her. And she, like it was that she's down on the ground and she's just kind of like the oh shit and right, like panicking they they eventually turn around and as they finally turned around and looked up at me dead right um so like it was kind of one of those like well that can really fuck up a random person mm-hmm. you know like just the oh shit i'm because they don't have any notification of it it's just one minute they're here and then next minute they're where they were shooting at right facing the same direction that they were shooting at so like you know when you swap enemies you're gonna have to spin around 180 to fire at them but it takes the second for your opponent to cognitively to be like where am i oh god okay where was i yeah yeah there was one guy that i did it to that he actually reacted fast enough that he took off running in that direction. Nice. Like he was smart enough to just go, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm going to move forward. This isn't right. I'm moving forward. I'm not even going to try and fight this guy. I'm moving forward. Regroup, regroup. He didn't get away because I, you know, dropped down, ran after him, turned the corner, and I shot him in the back. Yeah. But it was still one of those like, well, at least that was a smart idea. Like, unlike the first guy I did it to, that was just like, what, 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 the, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so like pluses and minuses but you're not really talking with these people and most of the time they're only in your game for 10 to 15 minutes Mm -hmm. because either they find you or you find them and it's it's one way or the other (laughs) now again one of the things that they did do good is juliana if you're in the morning and a rando drops in on you in the morning and you kill her well you don't have to worry about the rest of that loop right She's (laughs) she's gone they can't drop in again so that's kind of nice <laughs> um but yeah i i found the npc to be harder than most of the people that i fought yeah if that says much it, well i was gonna say i mean depending on how many people are playing it yeah it makes sense well i had a decent amount in like the three days that i played the game with the rando turned on mm-hmm. um 
I probably had about 18 of them drop in. Hmm. Yeah. So it, it, I don't think that's a bad quantity. It's six, six a day. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So depending on how long you played, like maybe at like one an hour, roughly, roughly it like, it wasn't bad, but even then, like, and then I turned it off and I started playing with the AI and the, just, I found the AI to be a little bit more difficult. Interesting. Like, and I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was because like, you know, a person moving through a world that's being run by a computer looks different. Mm. And even though she is an NPC, but she's not under the same restraints as the other NPCs, she sometimes moved the same way that was different than when a person would play her. Right. You know? And it, it, it could trip you up a little bit. Like if she's disguised as an Eternalist and she's running through a group of Eternalists and you're not really familiar with the pattern of the Eternalists in that area, mm. it will fuck you up. Like you're just kind of like, wait, what? That's okay. Maybe that's <laughs> what they're supposed to do. And you don't think anything of it. Right. You just kind of keep going. And then all of a sudden, the like start shooting you and you're like, Oh fuck. It's Juliana. Mm -hmm. Like I get it now, you know, where I wouldn't have done anything to trigger NPCs. She has one of the other strengths that she has is like, so outside of the library is kind of like a courtyard. And in that courtyard, there's about 10 eternalists that kind of meander about. Mm -hmm. If you engage Juliana in that courtyard, the other eternalists join her, whether it's an NPC or a player. Yeah. So that's where you're like, fuck, <laughs> you know, so where you're standing there and you're kind of scoping everything out and you're mapping out where you, you're, you're going to kill. Mm-hmm. If uh, Juliana spawns in disguises an eternalist and sees you up there and then engages you, it in, then engages all the other eternalists. Yeah. So it's a, now I need to flee. Right. That is a flee situation. Yeah. So like, but I liked that. Because that's what would actually happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, uh, oh, shit, until I fire, the other Eternalists aren't going to join in. It's, uh, oh, well, she's fire. Oh, that's Colt. Kill him. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I got this. So, yeah, I, I recommend it. I'd play it. All right. Sounds like it. I still haven't uninstalled it from my, my PlayStation, and I, I played it quite a bit ago. Mm. And But it's one of those where I'm like, I could see me dropping in on this again, so I don't want to uninstall it yet because if I just want to play through a loop real fast. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't... I haven't solved all of the mysteries. I was just about to say, I'm sure there's some lore stuff that you could still look into. Yeah, (laughs) so that's that's what's kind of kept it hanging on there. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go, guys. Deathloop. Definitely check it out. Caleb is one of Caleb's new favorite games, it It sounds like. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I liked it. I liked it a lot. So, well... Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget, head over to our Facebook. You can go ahead, drop us a line, and let us know what you thought of this game. And if you uh, want to jump in on Caleb and kick his butt as as uh, Juliet, well, Juliana, Juliana, Juliana. Yeah, I did it again. Um, yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe you, you might get lucky and be able to do it. You'll never know. So, um, also go to our Patreon. Um, you know, we uh, appreciate every donation that you guys give us. It helps us keep doing what we're doing. And of course you can go to Podbean and you can leave us a comment there. 
Um, and yeah, I guess last but not least, I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, game, game on. on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required for you no part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from the required.